0: I'm fairly sure that all of us understand the importance of praise. We certainly see it all through the Psalms. I'm particularly interested that when you begin at about Psalm 144 on to the end of the book of Psalms, you see that each line begins with this idea of praise the Lord. He is my rock. He is the one that trains my hands for war. And then you go on and other psalms of praise say things like, praise the Lord, praise the Lord to the heavens, praise him in the heights above. Praise is to be for all of us, if you will, a way of life. But I wonder how well acquainted we are with the notion that praise is also an act of spiritual warfare. That's right. Let me say it again. It's an act of spiritual warfare. We know that the evil one is pressing in against us and seeking to bring darkness across the whole earth. And one of the ways historically the people of God have combated this darkness is through the choice of praise. Praising individually based on your own circumstance, what's going on in your life, and also praising corporately as a group of people get together to push back the evil one in the midst of difficulty. There's, there's something about praise in the midst of difficulty and battle that makes a statement in the heavenlies that ultimately it is God who is in control. And that no matter how bad it gets and how bad it looks, we praise the Lord because it is our statement of confidence that in the end, God's will will be done. And even that which was meant for evil can turn to that which is good. Now, now, the important thing about the idea of praise being an act of warfare is that it isn't necessarily based on our feelings. I know there are days when the enemy presses in. It's, it's difficult. We probably want to be more pessimistic or talk about the struggle we're in, which is fine in itself, but we also have to ally that with the idea of choosing to praise God. There, there's a spiritual power here, a spiritual force here that I think is important for us to recognize. By the way, are you, are you familiar with the story in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 about Jehoshaphat and the choir? i bet you are. But it's an important story for us to hold on to particularly in times like this. You see, the children of Israel were facing another great enemy. Uh, the, the the armies were coming against them, and King Jehoshaphat had to go up to battle, but what he did is he put the choir and the singers in front. Now, I was I was in the choir when I was in high school and for a year or two when I was in college, and It was a great experience, and the people in the choir were wonderful people. But you don't really think about members of the choir as hardy soldiers, people that are equipping themselves for battle. And yet that's precisely what is coming forth in this story about Jehoshaphat. He was coming against a great enemy, and he felt led of God to lead the army with a choir. And the purpose of the choir was to sing praise to God, which would instill confidence. And in some way, it is, if you will, this act of spiritual warfare that presses the forces of darkness back. Now, I want to emphasize yet again, you've got to do this as a choice. I remember some years back uh, boy, it's 25 years ago. My wife and I were living in uh, a small cabin up in the mountains of California. And my wife needed to go back home for a month or two. And she took our youngest daughter and our total oldest were in college. So I was there by myself. And I began to feel a bit of insecurity. And all of a sudden, I decided, hey, I'm going to take this idea of prayer seriously. And I I took you know, eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper, and I wrote particular psalms of praise on them. And then I just taped them up in the cabin, and I would spend time praising God. And the whole atmosphere of the cabin changed. And there was a confidence thing came in, light came in. Praise is not only a way of life, but praise can be an act of spiritual warfare. There's a couple of scriptures that say this specifically. You know, Isaiah 30, 32 is a scripture in which God talks about the fact that he he defeats his enemies at the sound of the timbrel and the tambourine. He didn't say he defeats his enemies with, you know, missiles and uh, swords and spears. He says he defeats them to the sound of the timbrel and the tambourine. There's even a psalm in 149, and it's verse 6 that talks about, I have praise on my lips and a sword in my hand. And so you can see there's this link together between praising God and pushing back the forces of darkness. Okay, so there's a great story, and it comes in uh, the book of Acts. And I want to I relate it to you because I think it, it can really encourage our hearts in, in the, this whole idea of praising God. It's a story of Paul and Silas uh, being in prison. And they were out sharing the name of Jesus. And uh, Paul casts out this spirit of divination from a woman who had been making money uh, for her owners because she could in some ways predict the future. And once he cast that demon out, She was not able to do it and the owners, they caused a great fuss and they ended up being seized, Paul and Silas, and it says that they were dragged uh, before the authorities and they were beaten with rods. It actually says they were stripped and they were beaten with rods. Now, just think about that. There's humiliation there. There's shame there. There's certainly pain there. And then they were hauled off to prison. It says that they actually... Fastened their feet in the stalks. But listen to what it says in verse 25. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. The other prisoners were listening. Let's just stop right there for a moment. They just took on a massive beating, humiliation, <laughs> opposition. Now, did they feel light singing or praising? I'm absolutely not sure. But they did, they began to praise the Lord. And as they began to praise the Lord, it says here that a violent earthquake occurred and the prison cells opened. And if you know the rest of the story, the jailer wakes up and he's in a panic. And and Paul says, hey, don't, don't harm yourself, we're here. And this jailer then wants to know about Jesus and how he himself can be saved. And the Bible says that his whole household ended up being baptized. And it then says that he was filled with joy because he'd come to believe in God. Now, the the key piece of this is this idea of, at a time of great difficulty, in which they actually took a physical beating and their feet are in the stocks, they choose to praise God. And there's no indication here that they thought, if we praise God, maybe God will set us free. That did happen, but it's, they chose to praise God in the midst of their difficulty, to lift up the glory of God, to ascribe to Him glory, to speak out what is true, regardless of what their circumstance was. Now, I think there's a couple things here that are very important for us to recognize. One of them is that choosing to praise God doesn't always come when we're at our best. Sometimes it's most important when the war is heavily against us. And that when we praise God, God knows. He's not passive. The relationship between their praise and the opening up of these cells, they say that needs to be tightly linked. I remember at one time, the great preacher, Evie Hill, preached on this passage as only he could and he builds up the scene and he has them praising God and that the sound of their, their praise goes up before God into the heavens and God picks up the music and E.V. Hill said, and God began to stamp his foot. And then he goes on to say, and the Bible says that the earth is the footstool of God. And so as he began to stamp his foot on that, on that footstool, all of a sudden the whole area begins to shake. Now... I'm not able to communicate that with the power or the verve that Evie Hill did, but there's a great truth there that I think is something that we need to hold on to, and that is this power of praise. You see, when we repeat a psalm or we lift up a praise, we're in some ways engaging in an act of warfare. And do you know that a good soldier? They don't base their actions on whether they feel like it or not. They base their actions on the necessity of the hour. And praise is like that. It's a choice that we gather together. Yes, we pray about our need. Yes, we're able to talk about how difficult it may be. But at the same time, we choose to begin to lift up the Lord and to praise him as a declaration of our faith as a declaration of our trust in God. You know, Paul talked about this, didn't he, in in Philippians chapter 4. He talks about rejoicing. He says, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice all the time. He says, let me say it again. Rejoice. The Lord's close. So don't get anxious about your situation. But then he goes on and says, present your prayer requests before God. So, where does this all lead us? Well, we're facing difficulty personally. We face difficulty in our own communities. We're certainly facing difficulty globally right now. And it may not be a time in which we feel like praising God. But if you really believe that this is a time of war, then it's important that we engage the weapons of warfare that have spiritual power against darkness. And there is no doubt, but one of those weapons of spiritual warfare is the choice to have praise on our lips, to lead with the choir, and to lift up glory and honor to God. So practically... If you're in a tough spot, here's what I'm gonna suggest. Why don't you just peruse some of the Psalms and find a few verses here and there that really model for you the idea of lifting up praise and choose to speak out those words. Speak them out loudly. Walk through your house and say those words And then choose your own words to go with it. The words of praise to God for his omnipotence, for his omniscience, for his generosity, his grace, his mercy, for his promise to shield and comfort us. And in that praise, we end up declaring allegiance to God, even in the midst of a dark circumstance. Now, I'm going to give you this challenge. I think if you're in a tough spot and you do that for three days and you'd evaluate at the end of those three days, you would find that there's more light, there's more hope, and there's more confidence that no matter what is meant for evil, God can use it for good. And therefore, we praise His holy name.